Welcome to Podcast Open Mic, and this is our 32nd episode, and I have in the studio uh, Isaac Kinzambi. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Thank you for having me here. Welcome. So you're you're a man of many talents. You write poetry, and, and you're a musician as well. Yes, it's what people said. I think I just found myself one day trying to do what I like, poetry, music, dancing, speaking to people. Oh, I'm it sorry. It just happened. Thank you. And that's my first phone call during the podcast. That I is apologize. a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very popular. Okay. So, um, so how long have you been writing poetry? I started in high school as a practice. Uh, I didn't study in an English-speaking country. It was in a French-speaking country. High school was around 80, 84. And my teacher said, Isaac, you have to keep doing that. And then I think um, at 2007, I thought it's time for me to start putting my poems together. First as songs, and then they became poems, and I tried to show to the people. Some of the people say, we like it. I said, because you like it, let's keep me writing. Oh, good. Now, where are you from originally? I'm from Africa, uh, in the central part of Africa. And, you know, sometimes when I meet people wherever I am, that the first question to ask me, Isaac, you're from where? I say, from the womb of my mother. They say, it's not enough. I say, okay, I, I have to define myself as an African. It makes me feel accomplished. I, I'm an African from the central part of Africa. Okay. Um, but that's a, that's a whole continent. Is there a, a certain country you're, you were born and raised in? Or did yes, you move around? Yes, or? of course. I just want to take the narrative to the place of understanding Africa beyond what we call continent. Okay. Because the definition of a continent is not what we understand. The continent came only after some people came and said, we have to cut this thing and divide it and make it a continent. It was not a continent. It's a land, it's a nation, it's people, it's the nature, it's the song, the culture. We do not have a continent. We have a place. We have a land called Africa. We call ourselves Bantu. And we've been everywhere in Africa, free. Until one day somebody stood up in Berlin and said, I have to cut these things in peace like a cake. But we are not a continent. We are a nation. We are people in Africa. Okay. I'm, I understand. Thank you very much. Okay. I hope, I, I, hope I, wasn't, I didn't offend you at all. It's not an offense. It's just a, a, a stand. Because if people start understanding me, they can stand. It's... It's, it's a, a mission to take the narrative beyond the countries to make a difference between a country and a nation. Because one thing is a country, another thing is a nation. People do never define Africa as a nation. They define it as a multitude of countries. So I have a mission to speak to my friends who received me here to give them an information that will take them to a formation for a transformation. We are beyond what is designed in a map. That okay. is the truth. I understand. Yes, sir. Well, you can stand for that. I do. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, would you uh, like to do some of your poetry? 
Yesterday, I, I brought two poems which are very dear to me. Uh, when I was thinking to come to America, I said, listen, uh, I can say so many things. Why not to put it in a poems? So I took those two poems, put it in my first book, The Impossible is Possible, the process that can help you to find uh, hidden possibilities in impossible situations. Those two poems are very dear. The first one is a bit longer. The title is, I have a word. Because where I came from, you cannot say what you think. And here, I found the opportunity to express myself. And I say to my people here, I have a word. And the second one is a story about my first winter. Okay. And I, I, I never know what winter is all about. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I've been to Europe. Every time I went to Europe, it was in summer. And when I came here, the winter caught me. It was, according to the, the statistic, one of the coldest winter that America have experienced. Yeah, I think it took us all it by surprise. It was my cold baptism. And as I was going through the cold, I witnessed for the first time what you call snow. I'm like, I have to write about this. And then as I was working and living among the homeless as, 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 as a life coach trying to work with them, I thought I have to dedicate this poem. So the second one will be, show me the cold. The first one will be, I have a word. Okay. And we have Isaac Kinzabi doing his poetry. So thank you, sir. I have a word. I have a word like a sachet of golden diamonds. I have a word for the orphan. I have a word for the widower. I have a word like a cloth, oily perfume. I have a verb in my soul that recite and testify. I have a word for the marginalized. I have a word for the poor. That tough times doesn't mean always bad times. That if you can win, you can convince. That if you are the last to be helped, be the first to help. Let not your circumstances determine your time, but let your time determine your circumstances. I have a word for the immigrants crossing the river. I have a word for the weak on the bed of death. I have a word for the soldier battling to protect us. I have a word for the prisoner in the cell of detention. I have a word for a man or a woman in leading position. That the wind of the east and the breeze of the plain are still blowing. That the bird of the valley and the eagle of the mountain are in motion. That the flowers and the herbs will find enough water to flourish. The sun will shine in the morning and the moon in night. The earth will still rotate and nobody can stop its motion. My word is, nobody knows the future. My word is, living is moving. My word is, waiting is working. My word is, off is not dead. My word is, it is just a matter of time. 
My word is, everything in this world is a word. My word is. If you can define it, you can find it. My word is. What was impossible yesterday is possible today. My word is. What is impossible today will be possible tomorrow. My word is. Your life is a mission. And your mission is possible. Thank you. Very powerful. Thank you very much, sir. Now let's hear about your first winter. Oh, I have a story about my first winter. You know, when I came in America, I, I, I was like, where shall I start? I didn't know people. I just had my dream in my heart. And then I took uh, a flight to New York, then another one to Los Angeles. Because I have to see Hollywood and the stars and the of boulevard course. and everything. And I put my hands and my feet on the boulevard and everything, but it was a bit hot. It was June last year, very hot. I'm like, am I really in America? It's too hot. <laughs> they told me, Isaac, what do you want? I said, I need some cold. They said, you have to go to Maine. I said, <laughs> okay, if you need cold, go to Maine. And I took a bus from California to Maine, five days in Greyhound. When I got here, it was August. I said, okay, where's the cold? There's no cold here. They said to me, I said, give it a time. You see what cold is all about. And by October, wow. It was as if I wake up one day, everything stops. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, I know the temperature in Celsius. I know nothing yeah. about Fahrenheit. So I have to convert my app in Celsius. It's like... Tomorrow it will be minus five. I said, huh? <laughs> huh? Minus what? Because the coldest thing I've experienced was minus, uh, no, no, it was 10, 11. And the next day it's minus 20. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it, it went on and on and I saw the, the snow and I have to keep doing what I do. I like to talk to those who, you know, who do not have nothing, maybe to motivate them. And I, I went to, I have to run away. I, I went a bit to, to California. No, I went to Florida. And then I went to Kansas. And then I, I've been working among uh, the homeless, um, talking to them. And when you have to go out of the shelter, it's, it's freezing outside. One day I couldn't feel my ears, I couldn't feel nothing. The only motivation was I have to write. Because if people have, have been through that all their lives, I have to write and send a message for those who are homeless, for those who are going to face it the next winter. And to remember this, one of these coldest winter America have experienced. The title is, Show Me the Cold. Show me the cold show it to the homeless i did not know what is all about as we say i feel cold you say i am cold i did not know how cold can hurt until i became one of them i became homeless among them show me the cold don't show it to my mother. She always fancies winters abroad. 
she does not know how it can hurt her son. Because she said, send me the snowy pictures. Then I slide falling upon it and broke my screen. I became homeless. The cold became my blanket. Show me the cold. Show it to my buddies from the shelters. When we face the below zero to be heroes, when Fahrenheit and Celsius became allies, that moment you need just a cup of survey. I did not know what winter is all about until I landed here homeless, but not hopeless. Show me the cold again. Thank you. So what's the coldest you ever experienced in Central Africa? Uh, the coldest time. Yeah. Is it, mm. Does it get cold? I mean, does it cool down? I can or? tell you from June to, let's say from June to maybe September, it's the coolest time in Africa. I think on Celsius, you get around, if you are going between the southern from Namibia to down, you get something around 10, 9. If you go to South Africa, you can go until maybe zero Celsius. But when you're in Central Africa, so from Angola to up, you, you don't even imagine what is cold about because the coldest time will be 10 degrees Celsius and it's cold. People are freezing with blanket. Hmm. And can you imagine the heat when it's, no, when it, when it's hot? You, 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 you have to go home and in your house with a cones, you must take the water and put out into your body with your clothes and you go to the bed wet and after 10 minutes, you dry. Oh my. It's very, very hot. We, we, we try our best to, to, to cut all the trees, to put concrete everywhere and then it's getting hotter and hotter. And you cannot imagine when it's so hot how many diseases you can develop. One of them is high blood pressure. I think mm. 70% of people coming from the Central Africa, when they get here, they have high blood pressure. So, huh, the heat is heat. The cold is cold. And in the middle, it's life. <laughs> <laughs> now, Celsius makes sense because zero is freezing water mm -hmm. and 100 is boiling. And our, our temperature gauge means it's just meaningless. I tell you, I tell you, that is sort of like English. Oh yeah. yeah, I tell you, I tell you, it's 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 a life experience. I'm still fighting to get my Fahrenheit conversion. I'm like, this Fahrenheit thing. You know, I still have to get some education in the Fahrenheit, and I, I put it just in my mind. If it's fifty, it means fine, uh, and then I have to get it right. But you cannot imagine in Wichita, uh, homeless people. Yeah. They have to go out of the shelter at 8 o'clock and face the cold. Uh, even here in May, you cannot imagine what it means not to have a home when it's winter. I, I wrote this with them in my memory because I have to sleep with them in the shelter in the morning. We have to go to face the cold. It's unbearable. I believe... Uh, if they can listen to me, all the homeless among Maine and everywhere in America, I love you buddies, we, we are in this. Show me the code, you, you are my heroes. Because I know what it means to be under the cold in that winter. 
But you guys, we can keep going, as I said. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving. Things can change. Yesterday, I didn't have a room. Today, I have it. So what was impossible yesterday is possible today. And what is impossible today can be possible tomorrow. Let's hang on. Maybe before the next winter, you have a place to sleep. Absolutely. Yes. So before we go, let's uh, let's sell the book. Where can one uh, get your book, The Impossible is Possible? Yes. I decided one day to follow what my mentor told me. He told me, Isaac, for you to be a man, you must have kids to adopt or make kids. So I have four daughters. Uh-huh. I told me the second thing, you must plant some trees. You must plant trees. I planted trees everywhere. Next time, I have to plant a tree here near the radio. Okay. And the last thing he told me, to be a man, you must write a book. Then I thought because people say, Isaac, you talk too much. So, okay, let me start writing now. Then I think seven years ago, I tried to put my talks into a form of a book. And then I have to find the, the title. In 2014, we released the first edition of our first motivational and inspirational book. It is on Amazon. It is everywhere. The title is The Impossible is Possible slash the process that can help you to find hidden possibilities in impossible situation. And it's going to be a talk show. We hope we're going to have some sponsors, people to help us, the studio to help us. I'm going to have 13 episodes. Maybe you can be also my host. Who knows? Then I'll be breaking the book. This is one of the few motivational books, inspirational books written by an African everywhere in the world with its own concept. It's my own experience. It's what we've been through with my friends when we're trying to motivate people. The impossible is possible. It's just a way to tell us in every impossible situation, there is a possibility. Terrific. Yes, so sir. thank you. I'd like to, uh, I'm going to have you back because you have sir. some music to play oh, for Oh, yes, I have some music. Yes, sir. So, okay. So uh, if you have something, uh, some poetry or uh, some music that you'd like to share with everyone, uh, get in touch with me, Lorenzo, at podcastopenmic at gmail.com. That's M-I-C. And this is Lorenzo, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>